You're listening to the Tattle Creek Podcast. I'm Conan Tobias, Editor-in-Chief of Tattle Creek, and it is our post-Christmas show with Derek McCormick this year. We decided to shake things up after one whole year of doing the pre-Christmas show. <laughs> thought that was getting a little tired. <laughs> We're here today on December 30th with Derek McCormick. Hi, Derek. Hi, Conan. Merry post-Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for being late this year. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. I was too... Um... You were working up. I was too caught up in the Christmas season. You were working a lot, right? I was. You don't usually work so much. No, I was trying desperately to stay afloat. Were you doing like two shifts a week? <laughs> Double your usual amount at the retail bookstore you work at? Um, no, Conan, actually, I was there quite a lot. Were you? And I took quite a lot of Ritalin to get through it. Mm-hmm. And, and then quite a lot of clonazepam to come down from the Ritalin. And then mm-hmm. quite a lot of Ambien to come down and make the clonazepam sweet. So I was, I was kind of wrecked after. Yeah. I was um I I was gone. I couldn't come in. I couldn't even well, you live quite far from downtown. So I couldn't quite make the trip, but I feel like we got my strength no, back. We're like blocks from each other, I know. It's <laughs> um, crazy. But you're on like the wrong side of town. The That's wrong true. side of the tracks. That's true. Um no, I, I did ha- it was super busy at the bookstore where I work and with family and shopping, and then you had the great suggestion to do it after Christmas, because after Christmas to me is like a very bittersweet Oh, that's a nice way to put it. It's just an awful time. It's an awful, depressing time. Worse than Christmas? Well, Christmas, you know, I used to be able to track myself into thinking I was in a movie before Christmas. Like, I would walk down the street singing silver bells to myself, and I'd think, oh, this street scene is just like the bishop's wife or something. Um, I have trouble doing that now. As I said in last year's podcast, I have nostalgia for the nostalgia I used to have. But I still, I may, I may have lost some of the romance of Christmas, but I have not... The, the post-Christmas has not lessened in its um, terrible intensity since I was a child. Well, that's good. Yeah, so I've lost... It's, I've it's like, nice you've able to, been able to hang on to that. I've held on to the bad stuff really well. Good. And I've let go of the good stuff. Well, it's something, Derek. And so here I am. I mean, when you're a kid, what's worse than after Christmas? Just the worst. I know, going back to school. Well, but for you, you were working a lot up to Christmas. Now you can get back to your usual... Kind of I'm lazy, on my writing. ...lazy work schedule. <laughs> For those for those listening who are big fans of book retail, how was uh, how were Christmas sales this year? Do you think you have listeners who are big fans of book retail? I don't, I don't think we have any listeners. But, <laughs> you know, in the event, I want to cover all the bases. Um, sorry, I squeaked my chair. Um, we can cut that out after. Book retail was bonkers this year. It was super duper busy. Yeah, and I mean numbers wise, it was busy. I think I feel it more because I'm quite old now. I've been doing it for 57... That was my 57th Christmas really? in book retail. Wow. My 69th Christmas in retail overall. Mm-hmm. And uh, it gets harder um, on my bones. Mm-hmm. But no, it was brisk. I, I mean, I don't know if everyone was. Um, you work at Type Books in Toronto. We'll I work at here. Type Books, yeah. yeah. I hope everyone location. was. I know there's lots of indie books sellers out there listening. I'm sure Lexicon Books is listening I'm and sure Hunter listening. Street Books oh, and yes. Peterborough. I hope they were all busy. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good because it was, you know, I, I guess I used to, I used to romanticize Christmas so much. And I guess in a way I do now, but I, it, I channel it all into the bookstore. You know, like we, I do help do the ornament buying and the card buying and the gift wrap buying and the gift guide. And so I'm trying, I've finally done something useful with my head full of Christmas ideas, which is to try and turn a profit. And um, well, after sixty nine years, that's uh... 
here's to another 69. Yeah, here's a 69 good ones. Um, yeah, so I never thought of it that way. I should talk to my therapist about that because I often talk about how I've lost my Christmas spirit. But in mm-hmm. fact, my Christmas spirit has been is now in the service of a store that I help out. Your therapist with. must love listening to that. And just and just just taking the money and you know my poor your therapist th- has a very good Christmas. My poor therapist, big, big profit for your therapist. I got my therapist because he specializes in people with cancer, and mm-hmm. so I think the deal with him was he thought, okay, I'll deal with Derek because he's clearly not going to live that long. Mm-hmm. And now it's almost five years. Jokes and I on keep, him! I keep going in, and he has to listen. <laughs> so yeah, surely you had a pre-cancer therapist though. Oh, I've had many therapists, yeah. yeah. But this guy I have now is just... I assume they all retired young. Oh, you know, I've gotten a lot of excuses. (laughs) Like I've had, oh, I'm moving. Oh, I'm getting married. Oh, I'm having a kid. You know, I had this great therapist at Women's College. She's like, I'm going to Hamilton. I can't. I'm not. And I go by and I see she's still there. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I don't take it that personally. I've left my share of therapists. Mm -hmm. Um, The ones who don't tell me what I want to hear, which is that I'm insane like i love hearing that i need to hear how bad off i am that's why you keep coming back here isn't it you'll tell me Mm -hmm. Uh, i have one guy who fell asleep on me a lot and like my heart was with him because i love falling asleep a lot too there's a reason i'm drinking coffee right now (laughs) do you get something in my voice that's just sedative it's very soothing yes Hmm. very soothing way about you Hmm. Mm -hmm. that's weird because i'm in so many uppers (laughs) um so anyway all this is to say the book world is going well. I can tell. I can tell if people want to send in questions or whatever. I can answer them about the book trade. And we're not live, unfortunately. But we'll I do can that. do it next year. We'll do Facebook Live next year. I mean, will I be alive next year? I don't know. Of course know. you will. Um, but you know, when I was a kid, I looked so forward to Christmas, and even as an adult, I did. And I love getting gifts. I love it so much, and I love buying gifts. And then I just remember the cruelty of the day after Christmas when you realize, okay, you might be getting some gifts, like your one grandparents might not have sent their presents yet, but you know what it is. It's like a scarf from Towers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know you're not getting in You are 69 years old, that <laughs> Towers reference. I thought that I was pretty cool <laughs> sliding Towers in there. Um, we, just yeah. lo- we just lost our last listener. And, uh, <laughs> we have no idea what we're talking about now. <laughs> Towers, people. Towers was like the Canadian Kmart. And then they both went under and were replaced by Walmart. Um, but do you remember those days? Do you remember how like bright it seems? Like right now, it's really bright and cruel out. Mm-hmm. How bright the days were and how empty and you're cl- and all the wrapping paper and then the trees go out on the yard and oh, just terrible, terrible days. And then you have nothing. Like who cares about Valentine's Day? No one cares about Valentine's Day. It's New Year's. Oh, no one cares about New Year's either. I mean, unless you're young and in love or something, but I was never young and I've never been in love, so it doesn't matter to me. Hmm. And the only thing you have to refer to is Easter, and it's months away. And when is Easter next year? Yeah. I don't know. Is it one of the early Easter's months or the late away. Easter? Is it March or April? It's one of those. March is okay. When it goes into April, that's a bit... No, that's, that's okay, off. isn't it? It's a ways off. But don't you love Easter? We'll do an Easter podcast this year. I would love to. Okay. I love... I find as I get older, I love the colors more and the thought of it more and... Um, but really, for a kid, it's really no consolation to think about Easter. You might as well think about Halloween. It's just a dead, dead time where no one's going to give you anything. I got a present today, just a couple hours ago, actually. The guy the guy that runs the store in my building. The Korean man who runs the store in my building 
the immigrant Korean man got me a box of Ganong chocolates from my home province. No way. Went, yeah. He visited there? Or he no, I don't know where he got them. Well, yeah, I think you can buy them here. It's just, it's just funny that it this, surprises me this guy who knows, probably doesn't know anything about Canadian candy or anything, he's just he's such a nice guy, and he got me this box of Ganong, my favorite candy place. That's crazy. Did do you think he knew? No. He just that's what it's he a thought. It's a it's a coincidence, but I'm I'm going to look at it as a nice coincidence. I mean, as I said, I'm just surprised they sell that in Ontario because we have so many good candy makers that we could eat. We get chicken bones and stuff here. Chicken bones. Oh, stop. <laughs> you know, I don't even know why I wrote about that. Did I write about that stuff in Christmas Days? No, I wrote about it in Tattle Creek. I think you did. Yes. I think you that forced the, me to. That was the. I think the that chapter you, that didn't make it. I but think you, you were angry about the like Atlantic Canadian quotient in Christmas Days. Well, Ganong's pretty major. There's another one, Ganong, and who's the other one? Did they invent the chocolate bar? Ganong? I don't think they invented the chocolate bar. Wasn't there another Atlantic, famous Atlantic Canada? Maybe. I was in the Holt Renfrew Center, and there's a Purdy's store, and someone said, "Oh, Purdy's, that's a that's a famous name." But is it? I don't know. I don't know. It sounds famous. Yeah, I think it has it a famous be. ring to I it. I think it might be baloney. Hmm. So, what did you do for Christmas this year? Um, I worked. Mm-hmm. What did you do on Christmas though? I watched Christmas movies with my family. Well, first of all, they gave me presents, mm-hmm. which is amazing. You can't Did you get anything good that you want to tell us about? Yeah, I got so much good stuff. What'd you get? I just like to preface this by saying I'm 47. Mm-hmm. All right. I got a Mattel Bats in your Belfry game. I saw that. Oh, yeah. Which that's pr- came that out in 1964. Pr- I'm, I'm jealous about that one. I only knew about it as a kid. I'd forgotten for years. And then it dawned on me how badly I wanted it when I remembered it. And... Um, so my parents and my sister bought it for me. That said, they did the wise thing. They bought a busted one that's missing pieces. <laughs> so I guess it's wise because they didn't pay $300 for a mint one. And, and now you've got something to do. You well, can be scoping eBay for... Well, yeah, I think I might. I think I want the working one. Like, I love this one. It's busted and it's you can so probably, dirty. Maybe you can just find pieces, though. Yeah, I'll find pieces. I mean, mm-hmm. I need someone to fix the mechanism. But the thing is, it's a terrible game. Mm-hmm. It's this plastic castle. It looks awesome. It does. I mean... You see the castle and you think, oh, it must be five feet tall. It's not. It's like a foot tall. <laughs> and the whole game is you put plastic bats in the tower. They burst out and you have to try and catch them with the plastic claw. But the mo- I, I can't imagine a kid catching ever one or more than two bats. And I can't imagine a kid playing it more than one or two times, which is so great. How many times will you play it if it gets... Oh, and play it over and over. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Kids have obviously played with it because the... The projecting mechanism that catapults the bats, they clearly tr- like projected food and I don't know what else. It looks like it's covered in shit. Mm-hmm. And stick, it's sticky. Isn't that the case with any game or any Christmas present? Though? The kids play with it one, you know, a couple times and then it's over. I know that's the beauty of it, isn't it? Yeah. I really wanted to get my nephew something this year that he would just play with one day and then it would break. I wanted to get him the Paw Patrol Tower, um, which I heard is just terrible because it doesn't even fit the Paw Patrol figurines, but it doesn't matter. It was so beautiful. Should have got on Pie Face. I played Pie Face Did this you? year. Yeah. Do you have photos? No. Uh-huh. But it was fun. Did you get pied? It's a great game. Did you play Pie Face or Pie Face Showdown? <laughs> um, all I know is we had little mini pies mm-hmm. and I played something he called Pie Face. But what's Showdown? Well, my understanding, I think Pie Face is like a Russian roulette. Where you spin something and then you turn the crank a couple times and maybe you'll get pied. I think Pie Face Showdown, they, just, they get rid of all that pretense. You both have your face in front of a pie and you just keep, t- each person taps a button as fast as they can and whoever taps faster, oh. the, 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 their opponent will get 
the pie in the face. We had the Russian roulette one. Yeah. That is a genius thing. That's the true pie face. It was very popular this year. I was in line uh, somewhere buying something just a couple days before Christmas, and there were these two women in the back of me, and one brought over pie face. And she was saying, is this too violent for him? Is I know his mother doesn't like violent games. Is this okay? Should I call her? Should I, just, should I see if this is too violent? Which is hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's a pie in the face. It's but. not that violent. It's violent. I mean, it's quite tense. No, this child is obviously very coddled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before I go on with what Christmas presents I got, what, I just want to ask you about pie face. Because mm-hmm. you're sort of an expert on it, it seems. Where does it come from? I don't know. It's so good, it's like it's a 1960s toy. It's true. It looks like a, it's like a Marvin Glass it's toy. like they brought it back or something. Yeah. It's, it's like... If it wasn't a game before, it should have been. It's ingenious. I don't know the history of Pie Face, but I will check. We'll um, talk about it next year if it's still popular. I hope it's not popular. <laughs> but I, I love the idea of it. Okay, so I got that toy from Mattel, mm-hmm. 1964. I got... Um, my mom gave me... Um, a grab bag from a Christmas bazaar in Peterborough. It was just Mark Mann, even though it was an Avon bag, a pink Avon bag. And so she paid $2, and it, there was a spy thriller novel, a well-used one, and a Garfield bookmark in it. Oh. So that was the score. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got three little vintage jack-o'-lantern and skull mm-hmm. candles from the Girly Candle, Novelty Candle Company, Buffalo, mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a mug f- from... Uh, Camp Hillbilly Estates on Highway 400. I Very mean, nice. It's amazing. Did you go back to Peterborough to see your family? No. No? No, I, st- I stayed here. Um, I, I was back in Peterborough. I went back. I was part of an art show there. Um, so I was back in December, and that was nice. Because I, nothing, I have not Peterborough, there's nothing between us now. Like, my parents live there, but they have no interest in me as a writer I'm not really interested in writing about them anymore, but I did get to go back and speak to an audience, which was so strange. Because, hmm. I mean, I've never done a reading in Peterborough. Is this like a prison? Is there a prison in Peterborough? <laughs> Don't you think if I had read at a prison in Peterborough, I'd be telling you all about it nonstop? <laughs> Don't you think I'd be married well, to I one of the would prisoners? Have to, I assume it would have to be a captive audience. <laughs> I saw Michelle Berry's new bookstore. Oh, yeah. It was lovely. Tell us about that. What's called Hunter Street Books. Mm-hmm. She had one of my books. Um, it's very new. It's in this great strip in Peterborough where there's a zillion good restaurants. And uh, it's very modern. I don't know. I'm so happy for it. It's good that mm-hmm. Peterborough has a bookstore. I haven't been there yet, but I've spoken to her about it quite a bit. It's Have fun. you? Yeah. I guess for Quill Inquirer? I do work at, at the Quill Inquirer as well, yes. You work with, uh, you work with lots of people there. Sue? Mm-hmm. Stephen? Mm-hmm. Who else? Other people. Dory? Yeah. yeah Becky? Mm-hmm. Aaron? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all these people nobody listening knows. Quill and Choir doesn't review me or take any interest in me anymore, but I still read it. Well, thank you. <laughs> I have a complimentary copy for you. <laughs> it's part of your Christmas pile here. Who's on the cover? Is it Joseph Boyden? <laughs> no, I think that'll be next month. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want to read that piece. Expose. <laughs> um, so, no, I stayed here. My parents came here. I got those great presents. I watched um, Christmas in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I, I meant to watch that movie. Maybe you know Conan. I was trying to think of it on the way over. Do you know the movie where the guy, there's a guy, a composer, who's writing a great symphony that will be sung by his this woman he loves. He can't complete it. He goes to work in a five and ten playing sheet music for people. They bring over sheet music. 
And then on Christmas Day, this great glorious singer comes in and he hides in the back while she shops at the Five and Dime. No, I've never seen that one. one. I don't know that one. I would have Googled on the way over, but I have an iPhone 4 and it doesn't Google anything anymore. Wow. I know, it's the saddest. It's basically a Fisher (laughs) Price toy at this point. (laughs) I can't use it. It does nothing for me, but where, where do I get the money to buy a new iPhone? With all those shifts. <laughs> all those shifts when to buy Christmas shifts. presents for my parents. Oh, right. I just barely broke even. <laughs> I went to see White Christmas on the big screen. How was it? Well, the movie was good. It was a strange crowd. I wasn't sure why they were... They, were, they seemed to be almost heckling the movie. They were, they were laughing at a lot of things. I think they were, it was more of a crowd that went to see it ironically, maybe. I'm not sure what was going on. Oh. And there were two older women in back of me that wouldn't stop talking. Where was that? Uh, the Bloor. Oh. That seems weird, because it's not Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn has all the blackface and mm-hmm. truly horrible stuff. Yeah. There's, co- there's a couple of horrible things, like, like the, the actual show itself. Like the show within the show of White Christmas is horrible. Like their so? show is to that, that choreography bit. And all that, it's, their show looks terrible. I can't believe they're famous Oh, within the movie. Right, 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 right. just seems terrible. I don't, I'm not I don't a huge fan of White Christmas. Like, I hate that opening number where they're talking about skiing or snow or something. Mm-hmm. I just find that grating. It's a terrible opener. <laughs> too happy. And Holiday Inn is a way better movie, mm-hmm. but it's unwatchably racist. No, it's watchably racist. Because <laughs> I watch it. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a little hard to stomach. And, um, but the story's better and the people are better. Mm-hmm. Um, White Christmas, though, I guess is inoffensive. Except for the terribleness of the act. And it's the general glorification of military, right? And the fact that it has Bing Crosby. Right, you don't like Bing Crosby. Well, I don't mind him as an entertainer, a horrible person. Oh, yeah, but everyone I love is a horrible person. I mean, don't we all turn out horrible? Is there anyone who's not going to turn out horrible? doesn't seem that way, does it? No. I mean, I still meet people who think they're not going to be horrible, which amuses me. Mm -hmm. But we all are. Mm -hmm. Who was your favorite uh, celebrity death this year? (laughs) Well, it is only the 30th. Well, the way the year's going, there could still be a couple more. So, but so far. Um, but what do you mean, favorite? I'm glad they're <laughs> no. dead. I th- what was the one that affected you the most this year? Which okay, is, okay sh- fine, sh- saddest, whatever. Should I be honest, or should I just make up a good answer? I don't care. Um, we don't fact check the podcast. Okay, look, I have a problem with death. Like, I can't believe I'm going to die. There's not a day go by day goes by where I don't jolt in terror at the thought of dying. So I find all celebrity deaths horrible in general. I found Debbie Reynolds horrible because she died a day after her daughter. I didn't like Debbie Reynolds at all. I didn't like Carrie Fisher at all, but I cried. Um, I guess the, the one I've carried with me the longest, David Bowie, mm-hmm. which at first I was like, I used to really like him. I'm sad. Um, and then it just went on and on. I was listening to him on and on, and then I would cry on and on. So that went on for months. Um I think Pete Burns too, because no one mm-hmm. knows he died, and no one cares that he died. But um, or remembered he was even alive. If, yeah, I mean, I I think he only made one really great record. I think he was really interesting his whole life. He had an amazing clothes collection, um, like solo record or, or Dead the or Dead or Alive record. record. Youthquake, I mm-hmm. think, is a great record. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's funny. No, he made a great record with the Pet Shop Boys too. But I find it peculiar that he was so smart. And sly and witty in real life, and he could never write a lyric that was sly or smart or witty, <laughs> and that he didn't care. And of course, I love that he knew Morrissey well in the early days. Good pals, apparently. Yeah, and 
so I, I felt I feel sad about that, especially since George Michael died and I'm reading people talk about him like he was super talented, which I can't see and I've never heard. And I I find it funny when kids who didn't live through Wham talk about how important they were for gay stuff because A, they weren't, B, they were terrible. And um it was okay at that time to realize how horrible they were and hate them openly for it. And I feel sad we've lost that. Times have changed. That moment where mm-hmm. we could hate Wham openly. It's a different society. I also like would like to point out that unlike Pete Burns, he was like, he was openly gay till he got busted. And I, I know it was a big deal for him. And then he was like all super gay to the max. But, you know, I said this on Facebook, not that anyone reads my Facebook, um, but... Uh, yeah, it was more important for me as a queer kid to, to like people that were not closeted. I didn't I like I I I didn't like Freddie Mercury. Everyone was saying everyone says now he was great and important. I don't know, he was a closet case to me at the time as was George Michael, so I wasn't interested and I I I still bear that grudge. Um I don't bear it against Pete Burns. Pete Burns was always Pete Burns. Um he didn't pretend to date Pepsi and Shirley or whatever. Anyway, I find myself speaking ill of the dead, and that's terrible. But I'm going to be dead so soon that I feel like I'm honorary. I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't make this year's <laughs> list of celebrity deaths, Derek. <laughs> no, no. Mine will I know just there's be a day left, death. but... <laughs> there will be no celebrity <laughs> part of it. Um, You're a Tattle Creek celebrity. Oh, the tribute issue will do. I feel George Michael was heartbreakingly young. I feel that was... I, I well, felt so was that Carrie was Fisher. Was Carrie young. Fisher was really young. Mm-hmm. Debbie Reynolds had a good life. Yeah, I didn't even know she was actually still alive. You didn't know? I didn't know she was still alive. No. Really? I don't think so. I didn't. I didn't. Honestly, I didn't think about it that much. I, I, was, be, I was never a huge Debbie. I don't. Not that I. Not that I dislike Debbie Reynolds. I just didn't really care that much. About yeah, Debbie I didn't. I didn't. I, there are certain things with Debbie Reynolds I admired. She had her own museum. I always admire really? celebrities who have their own museum. You should have a museum. <laughs> Your, and, par- your apartment's kind of a museum. Two. Um, oh, she pretend dated Tab Hunter when he was like the hottest guy on earth. Um, and three, I noticed that on Twitter, all these kids were saying, like young kids, like 20-somethings were saying, I can't believe Debbie Reynolds is dead. I'll always remember in Halloween Town, which I didn't know was a thing, but it was a Disney series of movies. Hmm called halloween town and so i'm like fuck yeah i'm down with anyone who is in halloween town r.i.p you're gonna have to watch that now oh god no there's not enough time (laughs) i don't have enough time to do all these things i just want to what i want to do i don't even have delusions about finishing another book i just want to finish reading the books that i'm reading and that will be an accomplishment enough for me if i get that done what is going on with you writing wise Oh, it's over. Yeah, it's so over. Yeah, you know it's over. Why do we have you here then? You're supposed to be a writer. This is this is this is for writers. I know writers. You know, <laughs> like and now that no one cares about my okay, writing. Well, no, I'm not buying. Cause every, you tell me that every time you've just about to been put to put a book out, and you tell, oh, I haven't written in years. I've written in years, and all of a sudden there's a book. Well, a I think book it's, I think it's because I think it's because you marks. don't want to give me anything to publish. I think it's, you're just trying to avoid. Okay, first of all, my books are shorter than an average Talent oh, short story. I know that. <laughs> Second of all, why would anyone put me in their magazine? No one knows who I am. I'll put you, you need in my your fa- you need your famous young people in your magazines. But are you are are you writing anything? Um, honestly, are you re- are you writing anything? Well, I still have the book that I finished that I have never published. Rudu do. So why haven't you published that? Because everyone who reads it says it's truly terrible. But they say that about all your books. No, no, these are people who are like have liked all my other These books. People that lie to you normally. 
These are people who are very enthusiastic about my writing, even when it's terrible. I find this like hard to stomach. Mm-hmm. So what do you do in the face of that? Well, I just like... Even after your last couple books? Yeah, they like those ones. Really? Because they're, they're all, they're just, you know, just horrible. They both said, these, mm-hmm. this is like the worst thing you've so ever done. So offensive and horrible and terrible and <laughs> blank. And, just... and then last year I started writing a small thing. I started writing instructions to a board game that I was inventing and that's what i hope to finish this year that hopefully i think it'll be right 800 words but i've been working on the first 400 for about a year Mm -hmm. like honestly every day for a year and i have 400 words and another book or any stories oh god i haven't had a story idea in so long i would love a story idea do you have any for me are you gonna collect the haunted hillbilly trilogy as i suggested no one wants it but i would like to finish this board game and then I would like to write another short story one day. Yeah. But I haven't, I can't write it like I used to because I don't have the same ideas. Did you ideas. not publish this book under a pen name this year? What, what is that this? book? Oh, Jeanette Winterson, Christmas, Christmas Days. Days. Can you believe she used that title? It looks, it's, it's, it's a lot like your book. <laughs> In that it didn't sell? <laughs> In that it's remaindered already? It is, it is, it is almost 300 pages. It's, I read a is bit it of it. Is it remaindered already? I read a bit of it and it's really lazy and terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing to do with Christmas. And even the stories she's telling are kind of, I've just found it lazy and... She only did 12. Dashed story, off. Or you did, you did 24, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I know there's 12 days of Christmas, but who bought that book? Nobody. I have nothing against Jeanette Winters. You actually, so you would actually know, did it sell? No. No? No. Because, I mean, open up, there's supposed to be a chapter on Kathy Acker's Christmas, and it's nothing. There's really nothing to it and ends with a recipe. I just, I just passed it I mean, really it's quickly. just like... Why didn't someone tell her? Kathy Acker's New York Custard. Can you imagine writing about Kathy Acker and not saying anything interesting and then putting a recipe in? Well, this is for you. <laughs> this is part of your Christmas gift. I have several Christmas gifts for you. Yay! I have uh, the money I owe you for Ham's merchandise. Oh. And some books I borrowed two years ago. And, I don't uh, know if I consider never payment gave, never gave for back something to I'm you. giving you as <laughs> Merry a Christmas. gift. But, um, and this copy of Christmas Days. Oh, and I, found you a, I actually found you a copy of your Christmas Days. I know you don't have any more. Where? I found I found this like after we did the po- like the day after we did the podcast last year I found this no way store. so that's for you too thank you and all the things I borrowed from you um, oh and and this, these just came in the mail today I get two issues of the Capilano Review the fall issue and the summer issue both of which came today why like, what's lot, wrong with the mail of, department a lot of magazines do that and they they just they publish they, issues at the same time now I don't know it's oh little, yeah because I, I was, don't know what's going on I was in an issue of Carousel that published but they did hold off on the. I like Carousel anyway. I get, all, I get a lot of literary magazines too together these days. You must like Carousel. I like Carousel. And you like Tattle Creek. Love Tattle Creek. Um, Especially how, when Derek McCormick's in it. How was Tattle Creek's Christmas? Uh, the magazine? Yeah. I think it had a fine Christmas. How was your Christmas? It got, a, it got a lot of lovely Christmas cards. Did it? Yes. That's nice. I think it's a lot of cartoonist Christmas cards. Yeah, I'm quite jealous of they're that. They're dressed to me, but I, they're, they're kind of because of I'm not fooling anybody. They're for Tattle Creek, really. Um, My but, Christmas was lovely. I got I got some presents. Did you? I got this little Santa Claus here that we're decorating the studio with for you. Yeah, if you guys could see this, it's just it's a terrible, terrible, uh, frightening Santa in a rayon Santa suit. No, he's, no, he's just vintage. Oh, he's vintage. Yeah, that's what that's what Santa looked like back then. Um. Yeah, I guess. I I I feel like it's he's not your modern. No. Touchy-feely, jolly Santa. It's not your, he's, 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 it's he's not your American-produced one either. It looks to me like it's uh, made in China or Japan, don't you think? No, I don't know. They got, I um, like him. I think he's great. 
I found in my Santa collection the ones that are post-World War II that are made overseas. They give him a lot of eyeliner <laughs> or a lot of wrinkles around his eyes or they make his eyes kind of, like he has kind of cat eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the ones from America, he's blander. Hmm. And the ones from Germany, he's scarier. This one has a little eyeliner. Yeah, he has like makeup on. Hmm. He gets more and more makeup as the 50s and 60s go on. <laughs> Because there's a couple of Santas that I have from the 60s that look like Divine. (laughs) (laughs) We have to do a video one of these days. Well, when I die, you can come in. Like, come in and make it like Blair Witch Project. Okay. Single spotlight, a flashlight, live (laughs) camera, screaming, people disappearing. (laughs) It doesn't look like you're reading for us this year. Oh, I didn't bring anything. Did you want to read, read from uh, Jeanette Winterson's Christmas Days? No, not at all. You want to read the Kathy Acker chapter? No, I don't want to. Do you want to read the stuff on the back? No. Praise for Jeanette Why would I promote that book? I'm, <laughs> I'm, promo- I'm here promoting my book. Okay, well, what are you doing for New Year's this year? I'm going to bed. Yeah? Um, it's the same as last year. Yeah, I haven't done anything in New Year's in decades. Are you doing something on New Year's? Yeah, maybe I'll come over. No. I'll just bang in your window, some noisemakers. That, I'll, no, bring the, I'll bring the Santa. Where are you going? Are you going to some grand ball? Are you going to some doing night it. at a fancy hotel? I should figure that out. It's tomorrow, isn't it? Um, what do you usually do? I don't have a usual. It's different every year. I was thinking today, I, was, I went to the post office today, and I passed some really shitty restaurant, and they had, and they had like a, an ad for their New Year's Eve. <laughs> it's like some nobody. I thought, you know, it would be really cool to go to some like SCTV level... Oh yeah, awful piano bar. Yeah, where with like the entertainment would probably be terrible, but I bet it would be kind of great at the same time. It would time. be really great. That's yeah. actually a really good idea. I mean, it must be fun. Oh no, there are no. I guess in Peterborough, there's a couple of motels that still have restaurants, but they've all gone to chains and franchises. But it would be nice to go something that has a kind of like a derelict glamour. Yeah. Maybe it was fun in the '40s. Let's work on that. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Oh, I'm too old. We'll have a great time. But well, you, you go you go have fun with the young people. Okay. I'm going to ring in the new year like I do every year. By being asleep. Drugged out. Yeah. <laughs> well, Derek, it was lovely to have you on the Christmas podcast. Thanks for having again. me on the depressing post-Christmas podcast. Even though podcast. it's post-Christmas, yes. No, it's good. It's good. We'll have you back next year. Yeah, if the good Lord's willing. I'll have you back for Halloween. Yeah. And maybe Easter. I love Easter. Do you have anything you could read for Easter for us? Uh, No. But I could find something. I mean, maybe I could find... um, Maybe Jeanette Winterson did a book about Easter. Maybe I could find an old catalog and read you from it or something. Is there an Easter catalog? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Easter grass? Okay. Let's let's do it. Get on that. (laughs) Get with it, man. We expect to see some writing from you in the new year? No. Don't expect that. Well, we're going to. (laughs) Saddle Creek's 20th anniversary issue this time next year. Is it really? So get, get writing. Congrats. Well, we're not there yet. Wow. Anything could happen in the magazine industry these days. That's true. Yeah, hold on to your job. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also in magazines. <laughs> well, we'll Thanks, talk to Conan. you then, Derek. I hope you have a, hey, a good New Year. All the best in 2017. Happy New Year, everyone. Wow. Oh. Thanks, Derek. Bye. <laughs>